Hi, and welcome back to another episode of A Breath of Fresh Witchcraft. Today, I'm joined with the actual love child of Aphrodite herself, the Glamour Witch. So why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to those of to those of my listeners who don't know you? Yes. Uh, thank you so much for having me. Um, my name is Alexis Jackson. Um, I am the Glamour Witch. And uh, I'm also a, um, as well as being a practicing witch and spiritual healer, I'm also a musician and an actress as well, living in Los Angeles, California. Um, and I've been in the practice for about seven and a half, eight years now, openly uh, to the public. Um, but before that, you know, I was kind of in the broom closet, as they say, uh, really trying to decide, you know, first of all, if it was something that um, I could do for the rest of my life. And ultimately, you know, if it really worked for me. And as I grew and became who I was, the glamour witch was born. So <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I feel like most people would know you for being the glamour witch, but it's something that annoys me that everyone always assumes that you're only known for your online persona instead of who you actually are. Very few people take the time to actually want to get to know a person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, okay, so how did you actually start your practice? Well, um it kind of uh, happened as a series of unfortunate events that occurred in my life right, right as I started to move to Los Angeles. Um, and I had kind of always known that I had like a spiritual gift. I, was, I knew I had mediumship, which basically is for anyone who doesn't know what that is, is being able to communicate with spirits and um, the dead. And I've always had that since I was a kid. Um, clairsentience has been something that's been very strong for me, but I just didn't have anyone that was explaining it to me. My parents were super religious, very Christian. And so it just wasn't something that, you know, ever was explained. But then when I moved to Los Angeles, I kind of renounced all religion, all spiritual paths and decided that I was just going to live my life for me and forget the rest. And then I had a situation where in a month's time, I lost like four or five people and it was really difficult because I was like, oh my gosh, all these people in my life have passed on. Where did they go? Um, and I couldn't, I didn't have any spiritual path or spiritual belief or anything that I really felt like I could fall back into. And it kind of created this depression within me, especially when these people who I had lost were then coming and visiting me and being like, hey, like, we're okay. And also like, this is like, going to be a really huge pivotal moment of your life. And I didn't really understand what they meant at the time because obviously I was grieving and just I couldn't even believe that I had lost so many people at the same time. So, you know, fast forward a couple of months later, uh, in one of my friends who I went to school with, she invited me to come over to her house. I come to her house and immediately I'm like, uh, there's definitely like, <laughs> I didn't say anything. And I find out that her mom is a shaman. And I didn't really know what that meant. And I wasn't really interested in any like type of spiritual healing. I just kind of came over there to have margaritas and like hang out with my friend. Uh, so at some, they're giving me a tour of the house, this beautiful house in the Hollywood Hills. And they eventually like take me to the backyard and, and there's this huge like back house area. And you would think like that they didn't immediately address it, but they kind of really took their time 
was showing me everything around the house uh, before we actually went in. So finally, we go into the back house. They kind of go in before me. And as I'm walking into the back house, like it felt like an electricity had like hit me as soon as I walked in. And I just began to cry. And it was like everything that I had been holding on to, everything that I had been going through in my mind, like everything that everything in my life, basically, just like this dam broke open. And I was able to release that. And I didn't understand at the time that what was happening was my vibrational frequency was not matching, was not in alignment with the space. So what happened was the space, because it was programmed for their sessions that they would do healing sessions and stuff like that for people, was programmed to provide a lot of healing. I couldn't come into the space unless I was able to drop that energy. So it literally did that for me. And as I'm like pulling myself off the ground in, in you know, puddle of tears, her mom goes, you know, all right, well, now you can come into the room. You needed to let that go. Let's talk about what, what that was. And from that point, for like, obviously I was freaked out by that. You know, I was like, what the, what the hell is this? Like, I was like, I can't even believe that that just happened. I was kind of embarrassed, you know, like I just met her mom and I'm like sobbing in front of her. And uh, she brought me in and she started to teach me about spiritual healing and, and all this stuff about metaphysics and, and spirituality that I had always kind of like felt was true, but I couldn't. I didn't have any way of knowing if it was. And she had kind of just like, she helps me remember who I was again. And so every weekend after that, I come over to her house. She teach me something new about crystals. She teach me about candle magic. She teach me about uh, manifestation. And then at a certain point she was like, okay, I'm done teaching you go and do it yourself. Do the rest of the work on your own and explore. And from there, it kind of was, you know, the long journey to where I am now, which is still, still continuing. Um, by no means do I profess to be a, you know, expert or, you know, at the end of my, my path or my journey, but I've come a long way in understanding what magic can do. And in that short amount of time, and it really started from me having to, to have a little bit of a, uh, it was like spiritual surgery. It was like, they kind of like cut me open and like pulled out all the gunk in a very like public and, and a little embarrassing way, but in a space where I could then be okay to, you know, understand what was that was happening to me, have people that were supporting my, my elevation and my evolution into the spiritual person that I was. And eventually I kind of started going more into witchcraft when I started to do more candle magic and all these other things. And I realized I was like, oh my God, this is like, feeding me like i would rather be doing this than going to church every day and hoping that the pastor will give me 10 minutes of their time so i can talk about my life problems with them you know what i mean so it really gave me the freedom to take control of my life and it also made me take responsibility for my life you know anything that i didn't like anything that i didn't want i had the control to change that and as much as that was like super empowering it also was a little daunting because it was like okay okay crap like <laughs> like i have well, to know yeah like i have to be fully responsible now and i can't blame anyone for anything that's happening to me like you know i'm in control so that's a long-winded way of explaining how i got into the craft <laughs> i'm sitting here and i'm thinking we were just talking about soul surgery mm -hmm. 
I could start a business, Grey's Anatomy for your soul. Yes. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be great. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite type of spells now thinking about candle magic? Yeah. So I actually really love candle magic just because it's one so it's so easy to want once you like get the hang of it. It's easy to read the candles to understand what the flames are meaning. Like all the stuff is really, really great. I also really enjoy just the 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 tactile function of like touching something and being a part of it rather than just like writing it and then burning it. Like I like the, the process of putting the herbs in and doing that whole thing. So that's for me, it feels like an, a creative thing because um, I actually make my own candles and then, you know, I sell them, but then I also like will make my own spiritual candles. And that's just like a, it allows me to be invested in the process from start to finish in a different way. Um, but I, I really like, I love sigil magic. I love sigil work. Um, I've been working recently, starting to de delve more into ceremonial magic. So Solomonic magics and, and things of that nature. And then I, I would say mostly the type of work that I see myself consistently doing is self-love work. Things that will, one, help me deal with any emotional uh, turmoil or fear or worry that comes up, you know, just from being a human being. Um, and I really enjoy doing that work, taking care of myself, uh, self-love work, affirmations, things that are going to help uh, heighten my uh, psychic abilities, my intuitive abilities. I'm also a tarot reader. So I'm always like literally a, just two days ago, I was <laughs> making this potion for uh, psychic trance to go deeper into psychic trance. So when I go into meditation, I can actual project while I'm in meditation and I don't have to be asleep, you know, um, or I guess Technically, I'm technically sleeping. My body is at rest, but not like I'm laying down to go to bed. And then I just so happen to be actual projecting. But uh, yeah, no, I've, I've really like it's really not necessarily one specific type of spell. But I do find myself m more times than not doing work that is going to either help alleviate any emotional stress or just that operating in self-love and self-confidence and like psychic psychic work um and then obviously like money protection those things come alongside it but they're usually typically not things that i'm doing like every single day they're typically things i'm doing you know uh once a week or, or you know when i feel it's necessary which maybe i should be doing protection work every single day but you know i feel like my spirit guides got me so uh yeah i have time to do other things and explore i never figured you'd be the person wanting or looking into Solomonic magic. Yeah, yeah. No, it's really fascinating and super interesting, too, because um, my mom is actually a pastor. She's actually a ordained min minister, and she has her own uh, ministry, which is really <laughs> funny that I <laughs> merged <laughs> from that so heavily. And me and her were just recently talking about Solomonic magic and the life of Solomon and that, and, and why the Psalms in the Bible is so powerful and why they've been used and, and all these other traditions to activate and bless spell work. Um, and Solomonic magic is, you know, just like going back into the history of that period of time and why they killed Jesus because he was literally doing magic and people were like freaking out about it. And they were like, oh my gosh, this guy is like going to teach people about this. And then we won't be able to like control the masses. We have to kill this guy, you know? And 
because my mom has a PhD. Yeah, it totally did because they they the books kept you know obviously some books were destroyed or hidden from general population, but that knowledge and wisdom was given to you know Solomon and David and all these other people uh, from the divine. And so you can't even if you kill the people who they first gave it to, they're going to keep passing that on and it's going to keep living on and it has. And to see the results of that come forward in like charging oils and stuff like that, to see how powerful it is, it's it's almost like, why have I not been doing this like a long time ago? You know, I'm like, geez, man, I need to start, you know, doing some classes on this because it really has changed my my magic has given it like a, a, a thousand percent boost to everything that I'm doing. So. Yeah, you know, I always am trying to find some way to like step up my magical game. So I try not to like box myself in with one type of spiritual path. Well, I feel like going down the path of, we'll call this the path of Solomon. Mm -hmm. It would, I feel like it would give your your magic a whole new level of, of, of power, not because of the scriptures, but because of the commanding of the demons through the name of Yahweh, mm -hmm. yeah, invoking righteousness into yourself, literally making yourself part of Jesus. I feel like it's gonna like, I'm telling you to do this and you're not gonna just do it. You're gonna do it a thousand times. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really um, amazing. It's really amazing. What sources would you recommend for beginners just starting out in witchcraft or looking further into beauty and glamour magic? So when I first started, I didn't really have a lot of, um, I didn't have a lot of witchy channels that I knew of that specialized in glamour magic, but somebody that I always really loved to go back to for, for stuff like that was Ashira, Ashira Star Goddess. She is on YouTube. You can find her. And sometimes it's She Raven 7 or something like that. But she has won lots and lots of videos on beauty and love and rituals uh, uh, to heighten your sexual appeal and to, you know, self-empowerment and all these, these things that she was like the first person to kind of expose me to that. And then, you know, like sprinkled out, you know, between a bunch of just random people, but I would recommend, um, lady grave dancer. She is amazing. And the OG YouTubers on, ma uh, on magic and witchcraft on YouTube, those are going to be your be best bet. Like these older women, a lot of them stop making videos um, in the last like five years. And I don't know if it's just because, you know, magic, the way that people have approached magic is changing and they don't want to be a part of that. I have no idea. But Lady Grave Dancer is one of my favorites because she will go in on a 45 minute video on cinnamon, on one herb and give you all of the possible things that that one herb can do and just fill you with so much information. And you just seem, it, it seems like, oh, there's no way that she could be talking about mugwort for 45 minutes and have something, you know, so much to say about it. And she really is knowledgeable. And a lot of her videos are just so great recipes, spells, all different types of stuff. She's really great at explaining. Um, another person that I really like is um, Ember Honey Raven. 
She is also an OG uh, practitioner and I like her style. I like her energy. I love the way that she kind of like, the way she just like shows up is just very much herself. And you can tell that when she's talking about her magic, she, she kind of has like this like uh, auntie vibe that I really love. Uh, another one would be uh, Conjure Queen. Conjure Queen is for people who are wanting to get into the magical theory. If you're looking for somebody who's not just going to be teaching you spells and rituals, but giving you information on books and practices and uh, illuminating your mind to what's happening currently in our, our time, she's somebody that's more uh, modern, I guess I would say modern, like she's probably a little bit older, but still, you know, she's got a fresh take on what's been going on, um, you know, as of late with the planet, everything that's going on in our country and, you know, in the U.S., here in the U.S. and just you know, as a collective, very, very fun, um, chick hoodoo delish is great. Um, you know, some people feel some type of way about hoodoo delish because it, you know, they don't like seeing white women do hoodoo practices, but I love hoodoo delish. I think she has great content. I think she breaks it down very easily. And a lot of the stuff that she teaches is easily accessible. You know, the ingredients that she's going to be giving you and the steps are going to be easy to the point where you can literally watch her video maybe two or three times and then feel totally and completely confident about what to say, how to bless it. And she does just to forewarn anybody who goes on her page, she will say in her like prayers, you know, in the name of the father, the son and the Holy spirit, because she's a hoodoo practitioner. So she's basing it out of Christianity and out of the Bible. So you're going to hear her say that when she's doing her magic rituals, but just know you don't have to add those things in when you use her stuff. You can add whatever it is that you want at the end of it. And she talks about that um, in her videos. Another person, and this is like a lot, but, um, oh gosh, what is this lady's name? I mean, the obvious ones are, would be like Witch of Wonderlust, Dot Darling. Um, I also love Magical Witch. She's hardcore. This lady's hardcore. She is not to be played with. Um, but she, her <laughs> spells actually really work. They hit hard. And they're pretty simple for how hard they can hit in someone's life. She has a ton of videos uh, on, on uh, protection workings, love rituals. And she's also got a lot of rituals on, like, baneful magic. Uh, if, you're, if you're ever in a place of injustice... You're definitely going to want to hit her up because she's got got you covered. Um, the uh, uh, Miss Shaw from Inexplicable Thing. She's amazing. Um, she's got some great content and she also has a shop. Um, I, I purchase a lot of my stuff from her and you probably will. If you watch any of my videos on YouTube, you'll see me listing her um, as a reference. Magical Lady Duchess. Whew, that lady is amazing. Okay. When I tell you, she will not even, not only side, but the psychological aspects that go into why you're doing what you're doing. And she's really straight up in a matter of fact. So she's not going to sugarcoat it. She's not love and light. And none of these people that I'm, uh, you know, listing are going to be bullshitting you because I'm not that kind of person. And I don't enjoy listening to people who are you know, all love and light or just trying to serve me a spoonful of sugar. Like sometimes you got to be honest and real with people. And these individuals really, not only do they pack a punch, but they give you wisdom and information that's going to serve your practice and empower you to take action from a place of 
um, you know, inner strength and balance and also keeping you grounded in the real world. You know, you still got to live your life. You know, you're still going to go hang out. You're still going to like magic is great, but you know, you know, some things like the world itself is magical without you doing anything to it. And they kind of keep you balanced between getting too serious in your spiritual practice and, you know, and then, you know, knowing when to have fun, knowing when to just enjoy it. So those are some of my top ones. And I literally could go, oh, you know, last one. Um, for people who like more uh, love and light, who like a little bit more creative freedom and maybe just more somebody who's on that side and spectrum, Molly Roberts is amazing for that. She's got such a high vibrational energy. She's very creative. She's not like any other witchy or magical practitioner that I've seen online. Her, a lot of her older videos are more to like to the point. I think now she's kind of expanded her, her uh, like what it is that she does, but her prompts, her like grimoire prompts, she's an artist and a musician. So she's really, really creative. Um, she's just great. She's somebody who has a lot of like fairy energy um, that you could just feel if it's like a, she's just like a feel good, like mama kind of a uh, vibe. Uh, and then the hearth witch and uh, warrior witch, uh, Nike, Madame Pamita. Uh, ooh, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, this is a whole list here. I'm looking at my, um, who I watch the most. Yeah. But those are pretty much like the main ones that I would say to go check out, especially if you're at the beginning um, really take your time with some of the videos. And I would, for anybody who's looking for somebody who will go in depth on specific herbs, I would definitely check out Lady Grave Dancer first because she's definitely going to be that that person for you. We're just going to add, honey, if, okay. Go watch this woman on YouTube. <laughs> you, you, you need, like, <laughs> your channel is, the fact that it's being run by one of the prettiest, independent, oh. empowering women of color I've ever seen. Oh the fact that it's being run by you is just, you need to go watch her channel. People, do it. <laughs> yes, thank you. Yes, please do. Please go watch the channel. I would, I would love to have you guys come and join me on the Glamour Witch page. Yeah, and you know. We have fun, you know. We, it's a combination of, of a good laugh and uh and and serious magical technique. I loved your video about enchanting items. I don't know why. That's I rewatch it like all the time because I feel like sometimes I miss stuff and then I never do. But it's just interesting to see again, anyways. Mm -hmm. Um. Also, is there anyone in particular that you'd like to collab with? sometime yeah i actually have always wanted to collaborate with Condra queen um i really really love her and she just recently too um because i posted a video on um what's it called uh oh my gosh i'm blanking right now i posted a video on florida water excuse me and uh in, in the video i featured one of my songs that's going to be on my my next album and she commented, I made a post on my Instagram saying like, hey, you guys, like I did this video and, you know, sneak peek of one of my songs. She commented on the video and was like, whose who's song is this? Like, I'm trying to look for it. And I was like, 
I didn't even know she knew who I was. And I was like, I didn't put any hashtags in the post or anything. So I don't know how she even found me. But I was like, oh my gosh, Hundred Queen, I love you. <laughs> like, that's me. That's my song. She never responded back, but <laughs> still, it was still a oh. treat. And I still was so happy to see her in the comment section. I was, it made my whole week. Um, so her... I'd also love to uh, collaborate with Conjure Cardia. Um, I really love her. I love her products. I love her energy. Um, who else? There's another. Um, oh, Witch of Southern Light. If you don't know who Witch of Southern Light is, he's amazing. He's on Instagram and TikTok. He has some of the most creative, in my opinion, some of the most creative um, visual videos like I don't know how he edits his videos but they're just so aesthetically pleasing they're just like it's just so satisfying watching his videos but I think I think that one actually is going to manifest very soon uh me and Witch of Southern Light which I'm super happy about but yeah I mean there's so many there's so many people that I'd like to spend time with but you know I'm I'm still at the beginning of my journey so I try to try to pace myself with like reaching out to the OGs that I, I kind of looked up to, you know, when I first started to practice, I try to try to like pace myself, like let, let me not get too big for my britches, you know, <laughs> just keep it cool. That's how I feel when I reach out to other creators, because here I am with 333 Instagram followers and they're the bigger creators are Olivia with like 67,000. Right. Um, Dot Darling with 10,000 right. and then you with almost 4,000. I'm here like, oh, okay, <laughs> what now? Yeah, no, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely intimidating to speak. And, and, you know, like the, I try not to even think about the followers, you know, because, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know how engaged any all those people are. And I also like, the followers are less important. It's more about the person. Like I've seen people who had tons of followers that I was like, wow, this person is trash. Like, like to be honest, I'm like, this person is misleading people. They're kind of rude. They're, you know, a little arrogant and cocky. They're not really supportive of their, their crew, but then they're asking a bunch of people to pay, pay money for stuff, you know, and they have a ton of followers. So I don't really de like determine it based off the followers. I'm like, who is this person in their heart and soul? Like when they show up in spaces, or who are they when you watch their videos? Can you feel that person's like dedication, their love for what they're doing? Or are they kind of doing it as like a way of getting attention? And so it, without the followers being there visible for everyone to see, you know, if you feel connected to a person, that's all that matters. If you feel like that person is speaking to you, that's what matters. So, you know, cause I, I, I've, there's been a couple of, you know, YouTubers and Instagrammers that I followed. And then later on, like they came out to be racist or they came out to be homophobic. And it's like, ugh, well, that was fun. Like I'm done watching your videos. I can't do this. It was fun while it yes, lasted. Exactly. I'm like, you know what? This is, this is the end of our relationship. I cannot deal with this. There's no real excuse for being hateful you know and if you're going to be in this practice you're going to be in spiritual practice outside of religion that's really made to control people this is like supposed to be that safe space for people who have been disenfranchised and marginalized and then you're going to be 
hateful in this space. Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. So, I, you know, those people to me are trash. Uh, that might be harsh to say, but, you know, call me the harsh witch. Harsh, but true. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, look, if they're harsh enough that they want to come out and be openly racist or sexist or xenophobic or homophobic, then I'm going to be harsh enough to say, like, you're trash. Like, you should not be teaching people and you should not be put on a pedestal because that is not somebody that we want representing the whole of what it is to be a magician or be a witch or to be a, a practitioner. I don't want you representing us because that's just that's just nasty. It's 2020. Clear up that nasty, hateful energy and figure out what's going on within you that makes you can't real like you can't realize that we're really all in this together. Like we can't we can't pick and choose where we want to like send our magic or pick and choose who's going to follow us. So why spend your time hating a group of people who could be your biggest followers? You know, it's just, it's weird. So yeah. <laughs> Do you like Harry Potter? You know what? I, if I, it's not that I don't like Harry Potter. I haven't seen like all the Harry Potter movies. I feel like that immediately like revokes my uh, <laughs> my witch card. But when I was growing up, I wasn't allowed to watch Harry Potter, and I only seen the first two Harry Potter movies. So that's your way of saying I'm not sure if I like Harry <laughs> Potter though. Right? Like I haven't like committed myself to like you know what? Now that I'm an adult, I'm gonna go back and rewatch all these episodes. I was like, <laughs> you know what? Maybe it just wasn't for me in this lifetime you saying the xenophobes and the author of the the harry potter books jk mm -hmm. rowling she is transphobe and wow. that i'm not even sure i like harry potter anymore right exactly i mean i like it but i won't support the person so um that's my way of saying yes i've read the books i downloaded them i downloaded them illegally as to not support her Right. But <laughs> anything to teach a person a lesson. Right, exactly. And I and I think that we're coming into a period of time where it's 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 really important to if you really do not believe in something, you know, some things is like it's hard to come out of. Like, you know, you could say like I don't believe in, you know, the way certain water is being handled, but it's not like you're gonna stop drinking water tomorrow, you know? Like some things, you know, you gotta you gotta go within reason, you know? But if someone is just like straight up hateful, you know, I just feel like that's very obvious, like not to support that person. It's one thing if they just have practices that maybe you don't agree with, spiritual beliefs that you don't really understand. You know, but when you just flat out say that you hate a group of people for existing and being who they are, um, you know, that's that's just like something that we should all like collectively see as a problem and and not make a person feel comfortable enough to just be like, you know, just keep existing in, in like top level ranked positions like you shouldn't feel comfortable to be openly transphobic and be, you know, signed by all these companies and have your books published, you know, or have your, like, your books turn into movies. Like, we should not be rewarding people for discrimination and hate. That's automatically revoke of privilege. Exactly. You know, um, what crystals would you recommend for cleansing, for protection, and for raising your vibrations? and the vibrations around you? Um, that's a great question. Uh, I definitely, so I have the most, 
the most amount of crystals that I have or the most of a, a one crystal that I have in my space is amethyst. And amethyst is such a great stone to have because it does a lot of things and it balances uh, the emotions. It helps to, uh, you know, get you in, in contact with your intuition. You can use it as a mood stabilizer, but then also people will do like a amethyst elixirs as a way to help with ex excessive behavior. So if you have struggle with addiction or you're just, you know, maybe overindulgent in certain things, you can program a crystal to kind of be your support buddy as you work through these addictions. Um, it's also great for tapping into your psychic awareness and it does have this protection element and it's almost like the psychic protection around you. So I really like that because that's a, that's a that's a type of protection that I don't see a lot of people talking about. They just kind of either say like protection from ghosts or negative spirits or protection from, you know, a person breaking into your house. But psychic attacks are so under, you know, spoken about and such a huge, you know, issue that a lot of people are facing. And then they even realize they're being uh, psychically attacked. So amethyst is something that I would absolutely make sure that I have as a way to keep the vibration in the space uh, raised. And also it helps to support um, other spiritual beings that are here for your elevation in the space. They, they'll communicate with you through the amethyst. Another one is selenite. Selenite is a great crystal because it doesn't need to be charged the way that the other crystals need to be charged. It, it actually will charge other crystals so if you get like a, a selenite slab and you want to lay your crystals over the top of it and just kind of like say a little prayer, like, you know, thank you, selenite, for cleansing my crystals. Um, you don't have to worry about saging the selenite or anything, anything like that. So that's going to be a great way to raise the vibration. It also attracts angelic energy as well to, the, to a space. So that's always really great. Um, black tourmaline is great for protection. Also black obsidian, um, snowflake obsidian jet um all really great for protection all really great for clearing i also love um tiger's eye for protection um, and these are stones that are going to be very like findable first of all you're gonna be able to find these at, at any metaphysical store or even online and they're not going to be that expensive now you start getting into rarer stones mm. like super seven you know that's going to be a little bit harder but i would recommend people try to find a really great um you know, uh, source for Super 7 because one, it's seven stones in one and it's a high vibrational healing healer stone. It helps you access all of your spiritual gifts while keeping you grounded, helps to cleanse and clear all the chakras while sending light into them and providing that healing and also boosting their energy. Very, very amazing um, stone to have. Um, and then as far as, so you said, you said, uh, keep raising your energy, protection, and cleansing. And cleansing. Yeah, you know, I, I also will use, uh, you know, you can use you can use the selenite and uh, the black tourmaline, maybe with some clear quartz. I should have said clear quartz at the beginning, but clear quartz is a really great way to amplify the energies of other crystals as well as it's it's a pretty it's pretty great because you can literally program the, the clear quartz to do anything. It's like a all-purpose crystal. Um, so it can be that you can kind of program it to be the protector um, and get like kind of like a clear quartz grid um, around the outside area of your home or maybe you have certain 
strategic corners of your house you want to place it in and you've programmed those crystals to be um, this kind of like barrier. And also clear quartz crystals are super affordable and easy to find. Um, so yeah, I mean, those are, those are the standard ones. Everything else that I would recommend might be a little hard to find, also kind of expensive. And, you know, it's easy to get taken advantage of as like the new age movement is kind of taking over. Uh, a lot of people are selling basic crystals for hundreds of dollars. And I'm like, are you serious? Like I saw somebody uh, post an amethyst sphere that was like, you know, the size of a marble and it was like $60 because I guess it was came from some special place or something like that. And I was like, uh-uh, that's amethyst. That's a regular <laughs> amethyst stone. Like I'm not paying $60 for that. But somebody who wouldn't know, who doesn't know anything about crystals might pay that price thinking that that's what it is. And then go to a, a crystal shop or a botanica close by them and realize that they could have spent 50 cents for that same size piece. So, you know, be smart, be a smart buyer and, you know, also have patience um, because sometimes you might see something and you're like, oh my gosh, I just, I need to have something. And, you know, if you can have a little bit of patience or if you can save up a little bit more money to get like a, you know, a more rare crystal, that's going to be more worth your money than getting ripped off by Sally, the new age, you know, witch who's like <laughs> selling you. Yeah, you Target know, witch. found, you know, some jewelry at Forever 21 and, and was like, oh, this is the amethyst, <laughs> you know, because it's like pink or something. So, but yeah, I mean, it's really, and also too, I always say this about crystals. The crystals are going to reveal themselves to you. If you go to a crystal shop and you walk in, anyone who's ever been in a crystal shop knows what I'm talking about. You walk into this sh shop and there are just some crystals that just are screaming at you. Pick me up, pick me up, pick me up. Look yeah, here, buy me. Exactly. I'm important. And that's a really great way for you to not have to spend time going through every single crystal. Some people will just be attracted to all the crystals because, you know, crystals are beautiful. They're healing. They're powerful. But there's going to be that one crystal that's going to talk to you and it's going to know that you need it. So you might not even you might be like, oh, yeah, I need to go and get this black tourmaline. And then you get there and this, you know, tiger's eyepiece is speaking louder to you and saying like, no, you need to take me. I'm what you actually need. So listen to that. You know, like I've given you recommendations, but also like trust that when you go into those spaces, you can still get the tiger's or the black tourmaline. But if the tiger's eye is really singing to your heart, you know, respond by, you know, appreciating that that stone was making itself available to you and grab that. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I definitely get you. Um, what is, in your opinion, the biggest misconception about uh, that we're sacrificing people <laughs> that there's a sacrificial blood ritual i mean some witches maybe are are doing uh i would hope not i would hope that no one's like killing uh people for stuff like that but i think the most misconception is that we're demon worshipers that um we're in love with satan or something you know, and, you know, <laughs> also that we are putting hexes on people all the time because I don't people, you know, my, my friends who are not witches, I have a lot of non-witch friends um, and 
they're always are like, I don't know why people mess with you. Like, I wouldn't be messing with the witch. She's probably going to hex me. I'm like, when have I ever talked to you about hexing someone? I've never, <laughs> like, that is not something that I just do lightly. I, I don't, I don't just hex people because they made me mad or because we had a disagreement. You know, I'm still, I'm still who I am as a person. Now, if a person is petty in their everyday life, they might be a petty witch, you know, and they might be somebody that throws out hexes and curses and all the types of stuff at people because they looked at them wrong. But, you know, it's really not about the witchcraft as much as it is about the person. So just as much as, you know, a person can be any cultural, you know, belief or you know spiritual practice and be an asshole you know they can also be a good person and it's not really up it's not really fair to kind of make you know judgments without really trying to get to know the person as a whole because you know a lot of my christian friends if i was really out here hexing people and you know just being a petty witch you know i'd be losing a lot of my christian friends because they'd be like uh-uh like <laughs> I'm, I'm not really, yeah, I don't know, I don't know about her. that, you know, I'm not trying to get dragged to hell with you, but they know who I am as a, as a person, you know, that person hasn't changed because my spiritual practice changed. It's just, you know, I'm happier now. I'm happier because I know who I am and I'm not hiding myself to fit in. And they love that about me. They love that I'm, you know, despite the fact that I'm a witch. I still want to hang out with them. They're like, this is cool. We can coexist. Like, why can't everybody do this? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I take pride in the fact that I practice darker magics, but still that doesn't mean that I hex yeah. every second person. Like little Susie Sally here just accidentally bumped me in right. the super in the store. So now exactly. he's gonna go to hell. Right, exactly. Uh, no. <laughs> Yeah, and also, too, I'm not against baneful magic so, by any means. I'm not, like, a love and light witch or – and I don't – I'm also not, like, Wiccan or, or somebody who believes, like, threefold, you know what I mean? I Like, I don't – I don't – that's not how I work. I will – if something it needs to happen, I will make it happen. But I try to make sure that there is a lot of other options before that. But let's say, you know, for me – Obviously, it might not need to be this extreme, but like, let's say one of my good friends was getting uh, abused by her boyfriend. You know, he was beating her up and she could not leave. She didn't have any support. He isolated from her from her family. She was dependent on him financially, whatever the case may be. And she was really in a bad place. And I knew she she really was having a hard time being able to have the confidence to leave on top of the fact that he is abusing her. Right. I might curse that motherfucker. You know, I, I just might make his life a living hell to the point where he fucks himself over where he gets caught by the police and he has to go to jail. And because he has to go to jail or because he has to go away for a period of time, then I would be able to help my friend and maybe do some magic on her to give her more confidence to feel like she can leave now that he's not around influencing her. You know, if somebody's getting away with something like you know these are extreme cases but like murder and that's it's not even extreme because we're seeing a lot of people getting killed and not getting any justice you know i i and you know people go to people go to trial but then they don't get convicted of the crime that they actually committed you know i'm i'm not against doing a spell or curse on a person who murdered someone in cold blood and then is walking around on the street like nothing's wrong you know those the scales can be balanced. And as a witch, as a practitioner, when you know you have that power and you only choose to use it for yourself or you only choose to use it for what you deem to be love and light, 
in a situation where you can also affect change and bring relief or some sort of justice to the situation that doesn't necessarily have to do with like sending positive vibes and you don't do it. I mean, I just feel like, well, what's, what's the point? <laughs> like, it's used. You have exactly, this power like, and you, don't you know, use it. Be wise with it. But I think that there is a time to do baneful magic. And you also definitely should at least learn about it. Because if you're not going to do it, that's fine. But you need to know what you, what's out there and you need to know how to protect yourself against it. Because if you never look at it, you don't have any books about it, you don't study it at all, then you don't know how people are moving and how they're setting up certain types of curses and how it could impact your life to be able to understand the symptoms of some of these curses. So you could be like, oh, you know what? All these things add up to be a curse. Now I know I'm cursed. Because I, I get people in my DMs all the time talking about, I think I'm cursed. I think this person did something to me. Da, 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 da. And really, it's just like this person's made bad choices in their life. You know, they've, you know, spirits literally putting them through a dark night of the soul. So they'll change their friend group or they'll change, you know, what they're doing. You know, they could have just pissed someone off, like the wrong person off because they said something rude, you know. And it's not necessarily so deep that like this person had cursed me. It's just a circumstance of life. But if you're a practitioner and you know what's out there, then you can actually be able to determine for yourself, like, this feels like a cross condition. This feels like a hex. This feels like a curse, you know, or I feel jinxed or whatever the case may be. Or someone's trying to, um, you know, infiltrate my dreams or whatever the case may be. And then you can start taking action toward it. But if you're just shooting at, you know, shooting arrows in the dark, trying to figure out like, oh, I'm just gonna do blanket protection. And you don't actually know what you're protecting yourself against. That person could still be cursing you and you did a like a hundred protection rituals. You don't know what people out here doing. You know what I mean? Like you gotta, you gotta gear up. This is the revolution. People ain't here to play. Like you over here like, well, if we send beams of love light to them, maybe they'll put down their weapons. I was like, okay, yeah, maybe, or, you know, you can create a line in the sand and be like, okay, as long as you don't cross this line with me, we're cool. And if that person crossed that line, what are you gonna do? You need to have something in place for a person who's willing to go above and beyond to fuck with you and destroy you. If you have no way of defending yourself, you are asked to the wind. And yeah, it's great to believe that the universe will come and my guides will protect me no matter oh. what. But God helps those who help themselves. Okay. I don't just walk around trying to start stuff with people and, you know, and I don't know how to fight. And I don't expect that I I'm going to leave my house one day and never have some type of an altercation. I'm, first of all, I'm a woman. I live in the, on planet Earth. There's a high chance that I'm going to, you know, potentially be assaulted by somebody. I need to learn how to protect myself. And it doesn't mean I'm going to like be fighting every person that comes down the street that I feel like might be a threat to me, but it's good to know. You know what I mean? Like it builds confidence and it builds strength and it lets other people know, please don't fuck with me. Cause I ain't trying to fuck with you. Just like live and let live. But if you, if you <laughs> over here talking about, well, no one's going to curse me because my spirits and this is this. And I was like, you know what? Your spirits may be assisting you, but there's no harm and learning a little bit of magical jujitsu you know, pull it out when you need to. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Spiritual nunchucks. <laughs> so what are some of your favorite ways of manifesting Ooh, your desired yes. reality? Um, scripting. Um, I also like bay leaf rituals. 
I also have this thing that I recently got from this witchy shop in my community. It's this like doweling rod. It's like a um, manifestation rod. And it's really sounds really weird. But if you've ever seen like a dozing rod, it's like this uh, copper thing. And they used to use it back in the day to find water. And some people will use it as a way to like communicate with spirits, do like, you know, channeling, whatever. But this lady, she makes these things they're like wands pretty much and they have crystals and copper and like around the wand area and you like pretty much swirl it around in the air you do like this like whole ritual of certain directional directional energies and you go like counterclockwise to remove the blockages and then once you've done that for like 15 minutes and you're meditating on clearing anything that's stopping you from manifesting then you go back the other way clockwise and you start thinking about everything coming towards you, like what it feels like, whatever. And it's just like a great way to start the day. And I can literally do it, you know, spin my little wand thing while I'm like making breakfast or like reading an email or something and just like, you know, be manifesting with this like energy tool. Um, another thing that I like to do, um, I really like doing like um, jar jar spells and stuff like that but mostly it's kind of like it's a lot of candle magic it's a lot of affirmation work i have a lot of books uh with words of power and stuff like that um my voice and speaking has always been the way that i brought things into fruition speaking with power speaking with confidence has been the way that i pull things in and so and when you know that when you know what it is that you're good at or what brings and invokes them that you know the energy into you that's going to help pull those things forward then you can like start finding creative ways of doing that sometimes i'll put spells in my songs you know what i mean and then i'll start singing it and then i every time i listen to the song or i share it with somebody else and then they're listening to it it's getting into the subconscious it's becoming real i mean a couple of my songs from my last album i wrote them you know the year prior to the release and I didn't have any of those experience happening to me really in my life at that point. And then after I released them and a little while after, maybe like two or three months after that, they kind of started to manifest into my reality a little bit. So that made me realize I was like, wow, my voice, even the words, the lyrics that I sing create this manifestation in my life. So I need to start singing about things that I want to see come about as a result of, you know, hard work or this or that or whatever the case may be. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different things, but those are the primary ones. Wait, do you swing this wand for yes. 15 minutes over yes. your head? Sometimes I'll take a day. break, you know, if I'm just like not feeling it. But the the when I'm starting to feel like, especially if I get a good idea, or I'm like, oh, this is a really good idea. I'll, I'll start swinging it. Maybe not 15 minutes, like in one direction, but I'll swing it for a little bit, clearing anything that's maybe blocking. If I'm feeling like it's not coming through clearly. And then as soon as the ideas start to like flow, I go back the other way and just start like, okay, cool, cool, cool. And then start writing it down or I start speaking into my memo pad or on my phone and just start kind of letting it kind of funnel in. It's a great way of like communicating too. like, if I, you know, if my spirit guides are communicating with me song ideas or videos that I should be working on or new products that I should be working on or whatever the case may be, um, it's a really great way of channeling that energy and also putting focus into something outside of what's going on in my head. Like, you know, having that physical representation or reminder to like stay in the current moment is a really, really great exercise. So love that thing. Dear listener, 
whoever you are. This person I am joined by today <laughs> has an amazing voice. So go stream her albums. Please. Yes, yes. I'm really excited to release my new uh, project, which is going to be um, released towards the end of this year. And man, has it been a labor of love. Trying to record music in 2020 has been very difficult for obvious reasons and not so obvious reasons. You know, studios aren't really uh, open as they once were. It's kind of hard to sing on a mic that 30 other people were just spitting on, you know what I mean? So it's been hard to get everything recorded. So I'm really excited. Plus it's a witchy album. This is one of my first witchy albums. So I know you guys are going to love it. And I'm really excited uh, for the music videos that are going to be coming out. It's just, it's going to be great. You guys, it's going to be good. Okay. So I'm going to wrap this up with my final statement. Uh, what is the, best part of being an influencer um, in the occult man, world uh, i don't even feel like an influencer but uh, i think the best thing is like getting an opportunity to meet people that i looked up to and having them recognize me as somebody who's even slightly someone who could have authority in the industry and also like seeing people have positive results from the work that I'm doing and, and the things that I'm teaching, like having people comment on the videos or, you know, whatever the case may be saying, like, this really actually changed my life. And this is how it happened. Thank you so much for teaching this, you know, um, that is like, so rewarding, or I, you know, as a result of this, I was able to go and feel confident enough to do my own thing or, you know, whatever, uh, you know, I was able to help someone else in my business. And, and now I'm, you know, taking off. Thank you so much. Like that's like the most rewarding thing possible because I'm trying to make leaders, not followers in the craft. Because if we have more people leading and guiding, standing in their own power and doing what it is that they're passionate about, we have more people operating in a higher vibration and, and operating in their full gifts, which means, you know, society and humanity can be a better version of itself. So that's that's my favorite thing about being an influencer in this community. Thank you for coming on the show. I mean, I really appreciated it. Um, yes, now this um, is if your you guys time to promote have not yourself. already, follow me on Instagram at the Glamour Witch uh, LA, as well as the Glamour Witch on YouTube, the Glamour Witch LA on TikTok, and uh, I also have my own music page, which is Alexis in the letter N Jackson official. It's a very long-winded uh, handle on Instagram as well if you want to check out my music side. And then you can find me on Spotify, uh, my last album, which is called Venus and Aquarius, and shop with me and purchase my uh, candles at theglamourwitch.com. I apologize that the, end, that the episode has to end here, but now at least we get to see who she is for the most part. And I don't know what you have learned, but I've learned that she is an absolutely amazing person inside and out, all alike. And as we mentioned a few seconds back, you need to go check her out. Her links, and well not links, but her names, her tags, and her handles are in the description. So in case you want to just leave this episode here and go check out her stuff, you will have no regrets. Uh, you need to listen to her music as well, because... Her music transports you to the fifth dimension. She has an absolutely amazing singing voice. And I'm not going to lie, I've downloaded her songs. It's it's honestly amazing. Uh, 
you know, we jammed to it here, we jammed to it in the car, on the way to school, and it's honestly, it's amazing. Her YouTube, you need to subscribe there as well, it's, it's colorful. It's very, very colorful. Not only does she give you a few laughs, but she teaches you a few things as well, and it's very important. She taught me a few things since I've started watching her. Things I could have learned in the last three years, but had no interest to learn. And now, she's made it interesting, and now I know this stuff as well. So, thank you so much for listening. I bid you farewell. Merry meet, merry shall we part, and merry shall we meet again. Be kind.